The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Hey, very, very happy Friday on an amazing week of what? What's up, Dave? No, not happy? I couldn't tell if you were, like, sounding tired or excited. No, I'm you so excited. You need to sound excited. This is going to be an unbelievable week. I know. I got a problem, though. I mean, look at these What's games that? here. You got... Not enough TVs? Honestly, I think even a game like Green Bay-Chicago if Justin Fields play could, could be a great game. Jacksonville-Detroit has yep. a ton of drama potential. Jets-Vikings is a big game. Uh, Tennessee-Philadelphia, amazing. Miami-San Francisco, hopefully that will live up to the hype. Kansas City-Cincinnati, incredible. Like You could even get a great game in Chargers-Vegas. And on one of the biggest games, it's not going to be the most exciting. It could be the most boring. But Washington and the Giants is an absolutely huge game for two surprising absolutely. teams. You know what the problem is? I can only think about one game, and that is soccer tomorrow. It's the only game I care about right now. I'm so into it. Like, let's go. Let's get the like come on. I just win this game. That'd be amazing. Let's I was uh oh, come on. I was at the dentist for the uh Iran game. And so they had TVs in in the in the rooms. And I, I said, Oh, can you put on the, the soccer game, please? The, they had Seinfeld on when I walked in. I said, can you play, can put on the soccer game. So uh, I don't know what what um, server service they were using, but they had to download the Fox app. But meanwhile, as the game had already started, and there uh, we were up one nothing at that point, um, and I was listening to it on the radio, which listening to soccer on the radio was painful. Oh um, man! But um, <laughs> so the game had already started, but all the dentists were huddled around somebody's phone in another room watching. They didn't think to, to put it on one of the TVs. So after they put it on in in the room and. I could hear everybody kind of gathered in the hallway as they're doing the work on my mouth. You know, so it was kind of funny. They were talking about your teeth. No, they were. It yeah. was like, or uh, they were talking about this this guy. He he's got to make us download an app so he can watch his precious soccer. Yeah. While we check I was out like his a hero. teeth. Oh yeah, like, I don't know why they didn't think of that. I I don't really trust that dentist. But anyway, that's the topic. 
Hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Day. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Jamie, any cavities? No. <laughs> good, good, good man. Yeah. For me, the amount of cavities I have depends on the dentist I go to, which is a very concerning thing. They should all be on the same page about that. All right, listen, it's a big show today because first because some of them are just full of it, I think. Or or the one I go to now is terrible and doesn't know how to identify cavities. But um we've got we've got a big time beat the waiver wire episode today. We've got six teams on by, so pay attention to that. We're gonna update you on all the running back injuries, the six games we're looking at. Green Bay, Chicago, Jacksonville, Detroit, Saints, Bucks on Monday, Indianapolis at Dallas on Sunday night, Washington at the Giants, and Seattle at the Rams. Let's start with last night's game, the Patriots and the Bills. I finally won a bet after nine straight losses. Bills minus three and a half. Woo! And they won by 14, 24 to 10. I can't believe that line dropped. I don't know anybody that was – why people were taking New England, that one. Uh, Josh Allen concerned to be my guess. But, you know, Dave, my take last night on FFT and 5 with Jamie was – it was not a good fantasy game for Josh Allen, but he, he actually, I thought, looked very good. Didn't see, didn't look like he had an injury or anything like that. What was your take on Josh Allen? As he comes away with twenty point nine fantasy points, which is disappointing. But um, what did you think overall of his performance and the passing game? I I thought he played well when he threw. Um, definitely a floor game for him. Don't like the fact that he had that fumble, but boy, did. I almost feel like we got bailed out on that touchdown to Gabe Davis if you started Josh Allen because it could have been a really it would have been a through the floor game without that specific play. That play was awesome. It was an awesome play, but it's it's he's running out of bounds and at the last second it just looks like he's throwing to a spot mm-hmm. and he's not. I don't. I, there. I have a hard time believing that Gabe Davis knew that he had to be exactly there, but he just figured it out because he saw the ball coming his way, and it saved Gabe Davis too because otherwise Gabe Davis would have had a. a catastrophic night. Um, my takeaway is that the Bills are starting to find a run game and that they're figuring out their way to use not only Singletary, but uh, James Cook. Cook and Singletary played the same amount of snaps. There were 12 snaps where Cook was in the backfield and Hines was in motion. You saw it all night, and it worked. It was it was good for them. So they've got a new package with those two guys if they want to so use it. And I wonder if this is a changeup for them that they want to take to take some pressure off of Josh Allen, and when he's got games moving forward where there's a favorable running matchup, we might see Josh Allen not get 28, 30, 32 fantasy points. One of those matchups. Oh, he's going to light up the Jets next week. I'm not saying next week is one of those matchups, but week 16 against Chicago, that could be a game where the running backs take over. Why not next week against the Jets? Oh, he wants revenge. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's going to go light them up. Um, I, I think the thing about the Bears game, and, and as you start to get late in the season, you got to start to look at a MVP race. You know, if he's if he's still in the thick of it, then you know he's probably going to want to pad some numbers. Uh, B, you know where they are in terms of the division and 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 potentially home field. I don't think that's realistic right now, but um, you know they're they're fighting with the Dolphins and, and potentially the Jets for the AFC East. So playoff seating might matter. You know, in terms of how they approach that, which could be that they run and they just want to be conservative to make sure that they're just getting their win, or you know putting it in his hands. But he's also, as you pointed out, Adam, on, on the show last night, he's a yard away from a rushing touchdown, and then nobody's really concerned about his fancy production. Oh, and he had a 41-yard touchdown pass to Diggs, which is, again, yeah. another yeah. reason why I'm Right, but that incur- guy. Yeah, no, that, that was, was called back, uh, and his left tackle, Quisenberry, was playing hurt and played horribly, uh, and that's sure. their backup left tackle. But I'm just saying, his, from a throwing perspective, he was really off against the Lions, and I think much better and much more aggressive in this game, throwing downfield quite a bit. 
Um, all right. So James Cook, would you guys rather have Cook or Singletary rest of season? Still Singletary, but you know, I, I think it depends on what you're looking at. You know, if you need somebody, Singletary safer. If you're looking at maybe by week 16, who's the better running back? Cook might be that guy. He could be a stash guy. I spent there were at least three moments during the game where I thought about, ooh, could James Cook be one of those big time breakout running backs in 2023? Mm. Um, would you rather have Gabe Davis or Jacoby Myers rest of season? Let's just do it. Hypothetically, with Myers not missing any time, although he'll probably miss a game as he left with a head injury. But Gabe Davis or Jacoby Myers struggling? Did he leave with a head injury? According to a a notification, yes. I'll okay. Because I mean, I don't know if he just well, I guess head injury or concussion. That there's there's a difference. He was evaluated. It was look. It was obviously really late in the game, so he wasn't going to come back. But all right, fine. Let's just say he doesn't miss any time. Uh, Myers or Gabe Davis rest of season. Oh, Davis. I mean, it would be Davis if Myers was healthy. Yeah, that's the answer. I'm losing faith in Gabe Davis. I, should I, I don't disagree with that, but if, if you're losing faith in, Gabe da- faith in Gabe Davis, you have no faith in Jacoby Myers. Yeah. All right. That's, all right, that's pretty much it for this game. Um, you guys, nah, that's, all right, give me in 10 seconds, how many quarterbacks would you take over? In fifth, I'll give you 20 seconds. How many quarterbacks would you take over Josh Allen rest of season? One. One is probably the correct answer. All right. It's also the loneliest number. That one clearly being, clearly being Daniel Jones. That's what I was thinking. All right. Uh, It is a great time on the sports calendar as we talked about all these great games this weekend. Soccer, football. We didn't even mention college football. Beginning tonight, Pac-12 championship tonight. Uh, Big, big weekend around the country. Stay up to date with all of your bets and all the scores you care about. Watch live sports, all of it on the CBS Sports app. You can do all that stuff on the CBS Sports app. It is the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. It is free on iPhone and on Android. It is terrific. I mean, it's just a great app. I I really don't even know what else to say. Just get the CBS Sports app. It's the best way to follow all the games you care about. This weekend, we have a lot of content for you. Of course, we have a mailbag. Jamie, can you do the mailbag today? Because I don't think Dan is on. Uh, yes. Whew. Should have asked you earlier. Uh, but I, maybe Dan will hop on. I hope he does. Um, we have a lot of fun on the mailbag. I think he's out of town. <clears throat> oh, I think you're right. He is. <sighs> During football For sure. season. Schneier. <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah, who would ever like go on a vacation during football season <laughs> and take time off? Unbelievable. Terror of some people, man. Uh, but uh, we have FFT and five. We have Ask FFT on Twitter. You can ask us questions with that hashtag, Ask FFT. We have Sunday morning fantasy football today at 10 a.m. Eastern until kickoff. And we have YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash fantasy football today, a live stream from 1130 a.m. until 1 p.m. Eastern, where we just answer a bunch of your questions, basically. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the running back injuries. I was going to go backfield by backfield. Why don't we? Why don't we go backfield by backfield, just in terms of the injuries, who you expect to play, and then we'll talk about overall who you like. Um, Jets, Dave. Who do you expect to play? Not Michael Carter. I think we'll see a lot of Zoneman Knight. I think we'll see a lot of Ty Johnson on third downs, and I think we'll see James Robinson back Zoneman Knight up, and not necessarily have a meaningful role. Pittsburgh, Jamie. Uh, with now Benny Snell in the injury report, it just makes things even better for Jalen Warren. Uh, Snell limited practice on Thursday, so we'll see what happens with Friday's report. But, I mean, you know, I was saying it uh, all day yesterday, and certainly since Jalen Warren was cleared, he's my favorite Steelers running back for this week if Najee's out, and I think he's going to have a great game if uh, – certainly if Snell's not there. 
San Francisco. Yeah, no, I shouldn't say it. It, he's going to be the best Steelers running back and has a chance to be a good number two running back. Too. And Warren. he's still out there in 50% of leagues. Jalen Warren is Jalen Warren. Oh, okay. Uh, we're Christian McCaffrey says he's going to play. Do either of you expect Jaylen anyone Warren over Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> Do uh, either of you expect anyone else to have a significant fantasy relevant role in the 49ers backfield? No, um, the, the, a role is being opened up. We just don't know who's going to take it to be that second guy behind McCaffrey. That's obviously an important role because what happens if McCaffrey, you know, I'm going to just stop talking there so I don't speak it into existence. But uh, speculation is that it's going to be Tevin Coleman just because he's got experience in the offense. Coaches trust him. Right now, Dave, there's a lot of love for you in the chat. There's an I love Dave. Blah, blah, blah. There, My mom's watching. Hi, and mom. someone said, better host than someone else here, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I disagree with that. I'm a better I do, host. I do think Jamie is a better host than I <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd be a better on-air person, but as just as a host, I think I have Dave on that. All right, Jacksonville, how confident are you, Jamie, that ETN's going to play? Should we be making backup plans, uh, <laughs> pun intended, great host, backup plans for ETN? Um, I'm confident he's going to play, but I don't think that should preclude you from picking up to Michael Hasty if you have an open roster spot, just in case. And it doesn't necessarily mean that Hasty will be the main guy if ETN does not play, but you saw what he did last week, certainly his role in the passing game. So uh, that's the weird thing is like they, they've been somewhat reluctant to throw the ball to ETN, and then Hasty comes in, and it was just like he was the pass catcher that we wanted ETN to be. So I don't know if that shows them something just in terms of the the – position and the usage or, or hopefully it's not an indication of the player um but uh i i think hasty is is the handcuff and the one you want to target he's available in 72 percent of leagues yeah. and he, he he kind of profiles as the guy that you might pick up on friday and then once it's clear that etn's playing you cut him for somebody else yeah i, I would say you can do that with him you can do you mentioned tevin coleman i think either him or, or tdp uh are, are worth stashing maybe not necessarily through just Sunday, but also through the weekend just to see what happens. Because ETN, you know, we with the history of foot injuries, you know, you never know what happens if he if yeah. he's trying to play through something that's not 100. percent And that's the category that I would put Zamir White in. I, yes, I do want to have him just in case there's a reaggravation, which happened in the game for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, uh, really slowed Seattle. him down. Yeah, I know, but obviously, calf calf injuries are are not uh, not easy ones. So just. You know, that, that that possibility exists. So we expect Josh Jacobs to play at this point. Tampa Bay, just real quick, you expect Leonard Fournette to play? Yeah. Okay. And who are you ranking higher, Fournette or Rashad White? Rashad White. Okay. White. Kansas City, keep an eye on Jarek McKinnon. He's been limited here. Uh, you know. Yeah, he it, might not play. It could open the door for Melvin Gordon to leapfrog Ronald Jones and be the I don't know if it's necessarily the passing downs guy, but someone who will have a role with Pacheco. Pacheco has what two catches this year or something. If McKinnon doesn't play, do you think it's, he can have two catches in this game? He has four catches. Sorry. I'll, I'll double check the stats for you. I don't know if the reason why Pacheco doesn't catch a lot of passes or play on passing downs is because he's not a good pass catcher or because he's not a good blocker. And so what I can look up and, and tell you in a few minutes is what is his PFF grade? In pass blocking, and we could do the same for Melvin. Well, just Gordon, tell me if, 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 if McKinnon doesn't play. I'm sure Melvin Gordon's a better pass blocker than Pacheco, or you know whatever. But um, oh yeah, this is a terrible grade for Isaiah Pacheco is ranked a little bit higher than me. 
<laughs> as a pass blocker. It is horrifying. Do you so, think he'll yeah, catch any passes? Do you think he'll catch any passes if, if McKinnon doesn't play? He might get one or two. All right. And then Washington, Antonio Gibson might not play. So we got to keep an eye on that. But that would that would be... Do you think yeah. Brian Robinson would catch three... Ca- three McK- uh, Gibson catches three passes basically every week. How many for Robinson if Gibson doesn't play? I mean, he had two last week, so I, I think three is yeah. probably safe. But it would probably be a good thing for Curtis Samuel because, you know, he didn't have a target last week and, you know, was used more as, as a running back. I don't know at what point Gibson, if he got hurt in the game, you know, if he, uh, if he wasn't able to finish the game. Yeah. So Curtis Samuel would, would get a slight bump. Okay. And by the way, the Giants, that's Washington's opponent. They see the fewest running back targets in the NFL for whatever reason. Uh, but keep that in mind. Okay. So then as we look at this and, and, you know, just from Tuesday when we started this conversation with the waiver wire show, talking about who do you pick up, Bam Knight or, or Snell or Warren or whoever, are you excited to start anybody from the backfields, most of the backfields that I mentioned? Any, anyone that you could have picked up in theory off the way? Warren. Who? Warren. Warren. Warren's not a bad one. I like Zahneman Knight better. I We talk a lot about how the Vikings are terrible against running backs who catch passes out of the backfield. I looked into this a little bit, and it turns out that one of the reasons why that happens is because the Vikings play, they are habitual zone coverage defenders, second most zone coverage in the league. It's a predictable defense. They play off the ball, so it keeps things open underneath, and running back, quarterbacks check it down. What's Mike White? He's a check down quarterback. Zonovan Knight had three catches last week. Five of the seven throws that Mike White made to his running backs we're on first and second downs. Who's going to play first and second down from the Jets? It's going to be Zonovan Knight, I think. So I, I'm I am encouraged by Knight. I actually like Knight better than Warren as of now. But if Benny Snell doesn't play, that's going to flip that. Sure. But both of those guys are going to be very, very. They should be helpful in people getting at least a ten PPR points, twelve PPR points. Put them in that type of range. And we'll, you know, I'll ask you questions that I asked yesterday, but I think this is the, I think this is the biggest topic of the week is what to do with these running backs. So uh, if we're just mostly looking at Warren and, and Knight and Jamie, are those your top two, Warren one, Knight two? For now, uh, it would change if ETN is out. It would change if Josh Jacobs is out. But right. uh, as of now, um, yes, it would be Warren. Warren's in, it, Warren to me is the, is the safest. Uh, Knight is, is not far behind him. Over, would you start them over Damian Pierce? Uh, I would start Warren over Damian Pierce in PPR right now. And if Benny Snell is out, I would start him over him uh, for sure in any format. But uh, they're back-to-back basically in non-PPR. Dave, would you start either of those guys over Alvin Kamara or Saquon Barkley? Definitely not over Barkley. And I'm trying hard to to fight against Kamara being a top 24 running back this week. And I just... I. I don't have the guts. He's still, he's a sit for me and at, as a non PPR running back, but not in PPR. So you'd start him over Bam and Warren. I would. I'd start Kamara over those guys. I'd start what, Pierce over those what if guys. Snell, what if Snell were out? Hmm. I I might have to go with Warren over Kamara at that point. All right. At that point, like the floodgates will open. I've been a fan of Warren all year long. I think I'd have to just bite the bullet. Okay. So. News and notes other than those running backs. Justin Fields practiced in full. Um, if he plays, sorry about that. I just knocked my microphone. Um, How dare you? If, if he plays, if Justin Fields plays, he would be ranked where against the Packers? I mean, he's ranked. So if you look at our rank, as you see, um, 
The one that I struggle with is is my start of the week is Trevor Lawrence. Right now I have Lawrence six and Fields seven. Um, I, I obviously not going to fight anybody. They want to play Fields over Lawrence. Um, the only thing I think you got to worry about with Fields is does he take a hit to the shoulder and you know he's on the bench, so could be a little bit concerning. Okay, Lamar Jackson was back at practice. Fields or Jackson? Fields. Fields. No Stafford this week. Have they officially said that Perkins is starting at quarterback for the Rams? They have not, and Wolford's been practicing, so I would anticipate a switch there. I think that makes a pretty big difference for Tyler Higby. I don't know how you guys it, feel about it. It makes a big difference for the entire offense, but it's still an offense with a terrible offensive line, very sus run game, <laughs> receiving core that's not that great. And ever since the offensive line really went to poo-poo, Higby's been blocking more and not running as many routes. I think if you start Higby, it's at your own risk. Yeah, I just think he was he was much more involved with Walford, uh, and then he really became a blocker with Perkins. So, all right, well, that's the last game we'll talk about today. It's one of the questions I have for you. Uh, the running back news that I haven't gotten to, J.K. Dobbins uh, was probably not going to play. I told you about Najee, Fournette, Carter, Gibson. Joe Mixon didn't tell you that. He's still trending in the right direction. Cam Akers mispracticed with an illness. Um, Mostert is going to play. <laughs> and that's, you know, we told you about McKinnon, ETN, blah, blah, blah. Wide receiver news. Looks like we're not going to have Jerry Judy. Almost certainly not going to have KJ Hamler. Still not looking good for Mike Williams as he has not practiced. Debo Samuel. You know, Jamie, if Debo Samuel misses this game, what's the impact here in this uh, Miami-San Francisco game? Because Samuel missed practice yesterday. The impact is you cannot start him in your fantasy leagues. Mm. Um, I think it'll be better for uh, for Kittle probably the most because I think you'll see then it's pretty clear, not that it's probably going to be this, it's probably going to be this case anyway, but Xavier Howard probably going to be on Brandon Ayuk. And so, you know, Kittle should have an opening here against a defense that at times has struggled with tight ends. So it would make me like Kittle a little bit more and I use a little bit less, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, and that's about oh, Dar- Darius Slayton. He's been pretty solid lately. He missed practice with an illness. There's a lot of that going around. There is a lot of that going around. I asked. We've, this- had, we've had illness this week. I've asked this question. I asked this question yesterday. I'm not even trying to stir up anything. I, I am honestly, I don't know. Do they have to? Do they have to designate COVID as COVID, or is it just an illness this year? I have not seen a single player. I don't believe COVID is an issue for the NFL anymore. Correct. Like, you could play with COVID? No, I don't think you could play with COVID, but I I don't know if they have to disclose it. Yeah, because I can only think of one player who's missed the game with an illness. I'm sure there's been more, but Damian Harris is the only player I can think of, and I just— I don't even know what the policy is anymore, but all right. Well, the, the thing that at least I saw yesterday with the Cowboys guys, and I'm probably going to guess it's the case across the league, they had uh, Trayvon Diggs and, and Michael Gallup stay home. You know, so mm. they're, they're clearly being cautious to whatever effect. You know, it could be flu, it could be COVID, it could be, you know, just the average cold. You know, I don't want to speculate, but, you know, they, they did not have them at the facility. Okay, uh, Chase Claypool practiced in full and tight end news. David Njoku, he really may not play. So he's got this knee injury, and he's questionable for the Houston game. Um, Daniel Bellinger could return this week. Um, defensive news, we'll update you on the Monday night football game, okay? You got Tampa Bay safeties Antoine Winfield and Mike Edwards both missing practice. They could get Logan Ryan back this week, but they're, you know, they've been dealing with secondary injuries all week. But they've only had one all year. They've only had one practice this week, so we'll see about the safeties there. Marshawn Lattimore was limited, and Pete Werner was limited. 
the linebacker leading tackler, at least at the time of his injury for the Saints. I imagine he still is. And I was going to pick him up in the IDP league where I've had him all season, and Heath beat me to it by about 30 seconds, and I sent Heath a profane message after he picked up Pete Warner. Oh, what was the message? I said, you... Nah, actually, I won't even get into it, but it was not nice. Um, but yeah, pick up Pete Warner in your IDP league. He was limited. I don't, don't know if he's going to play, but he's certainly worth having. Um, Kenny Moore is out this week for the Colts. Could miss a lot of time. Could miss extended time. And that's a big deal. And that's pretty much all I'm going to go through here. No Aaron Donald. DJ Reader, the defensive tackle for the Bengals. He missed practice for personal reasons. Let's hope he gets back out there. Tennessee is also really injured, injured guys. At least their injury report. Uh, Danico Autry, he's has missed some time. Jeffrey Simmons, Traylon Burks, Derrick Henry. Dave, do you make anything of that, Dave? No, I, they rest guys during the week. Specifically, Henry and Simmons are veterans okay. that they just want to make sure they get to Sunday. Okay. I'd be it, listen if they don't practice on Friday. That's when I'll get nervous. But well, for now, I'm not nervous. Games this season where he didn't practice on Friday, still play. Autry is the one that has not been playing. Autry, I think, is the one who doesn't play if there's one from that list. Okay. They're at Philadelphia in a, in a big, fun game. Let's beat big the win. Big fun game? Big fun game. It's going to be a big fun game for A.J. Brown. I have a question, speaking of A.J. Brown. So I'm, I was uh, putting together our, our notes for uh, the show for FFT today. And we don't always talk enough about, I think, on this show at least, uh, like our DFS lineups. So it's interesting, yeah. the, the stacks you guys have. I think it's just worth bringing up. So, Dave, you're doing – a bear stack with with Fields and Komet. Adam, you have a Dolphin stack, yeah. which is certainly interesting, with Toronto Armstead. You're on FanDuel. Dave's in on DraftKings. I have a Jaguar stack, just piggybacking off of the uh, um, start of the week with yeah. Lawrence yeah. And, and Kirk. Um, it. I'm surprised none of us did like a, a Chiefs or Bengals stack, though. That's a, a, a weird one. Did you consider that at all, Dave? No, I, I didn't really think about it. The, the, I have two stacks in my lap. The first one is Seattle's defense and Ken Walker. Why didn't just, you do a Chiefs Bengals stack? You know, it's first of all, it's expensive to do that. Uh, that's the game uh, of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you guys tagged me. That's right. The, <laughs> the Bengals and the Chiefs. It's the game of the week. Yeah, it's a duet. How about that? Yeah, it's you know what that was creative. Okay, that's props for that. <laughs> we had a pre-show phone call to do, uh, to see how we were going to get you this week. Oh man, thank you, Jamie. Well done. Okay. Well, tell me your original idea. How stupid that was. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was would you original? have got? I was going to say, oh, we had the Cowboys. Or no, we got the Bucks and the Saints on Monday night. It's going to be a manic Monday. Who who sings that manic? Who sings manic Monday? Is it Hart? Oh, and I would have said the the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, and then I would. Have hit that. That's actually brilliant too. That would have worked out very well. Jamie thought you would have been on to it. Um, all right, let's beat the way. Thank you for giving me that much credit, Jamie. I would not have been on to it that way. <laughs> wow, uh, beat and I was the definitely wire. not on to it this time. That that was great. It really was. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, thank you. This is all Jamie. Uh, all right, so we got the clever. Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders on by next week. Jared Goff faces Minnesota. He's 66% rostered. Ryan Tannehill against Jacksonville. Kenny Pickett against Baltimore. I mean, it's not great. Mike White no, at Buffalo. Not starting I think Goff is the guy to get if you can get him. Um, running backs to stash, J.K. Dobbins, Kyron Williams against the Raiders. I put Chuba Hubbard on here. I mean, we're desperate. Melvin Gordon maybe is a guy to stash. Uh, wide receivers, he's owned in, he's rostered in 84% of leagues, but just in case, Jerry Judy, 
Maybe he comes back next week. How about Zay Jones? I, I think uh, Zay Jones at Tennessee, Jared Goff at, at Min- against Minnesota are two of the players I'd be looking at right now. But they are, unfortunately, sure. 65 66% rostered. Um, Traylon Burks is 70%. Sky Moore at Denver. Uh, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond against Minnesota. Maybe Elijah Moore can gain some momentum this Matt week. Matt Collins. Mac Hollins, yeah. Who do they have? They have the Rams. They have They've got the Rams. the Rams. Right, right. Uh, tight ends, Micah Sickies at the Chargers. Daniel Bellinger against the Eagles. Tyler Conklin at the Bills. Oh, it's too late. But Hunter Henry. Why do they fit Arizona? Or Cardinals. Something? Yeah, they've got uh, the Cardinals. <laughs> it's uh, not too late. You just have to wait till Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not sure there's going to be a big demand for him. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's not great. But those are just some of the names you could take a look at. Hopefully, you can get Jared Goff. How about the Seahawks DST, which you can use this week mm-hmm. as well? And if you can stomach it, the Raiders DST gets the Rams. Yeah, if anybody drops the Chiefs this it. week. The Rams stink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Raiders stink. Their defense stinks. They do. Seattle was one of the DSTs I had, and, and if anyone drops the Chiefs. To be fair, the, the Chiefs DST had been pretty stinky, too, until they faced the Rams. All right, let's yeah, do one point. one question for each game. Green Bay at Chicago. Starter sit, Alan Lazard. I began the week with him as a sit. He is still a sit in my rankings as of now because I, I kind of feel like he's the number two receiver there. I think Watson is the better fantasy option. When Fields had a full practice on Thursday, I thought to myself, well, this will be a more competitive game. It might mean that Rodgers has to throw more. And so I'm open to the idea of Lazard being a good flex play, but putting him in the top 24 is not an option. So I would still land on sit, but now there's a little more optimism. I think you're looking at probably six to eight targets for Watson and probably seven to nine targets for Lazard. I think he'll still lead the team in targets, but it's just, will he find the end zone? And that's what's been escaping him right now. So uh, but, but safe number three receiver. Do you okay. want... To hear the gross stat on him? Yeah. Or you want to hear it now or you want to hear it later? Well, it's the first game we're doing, so we can do it later. Did you talk about Lazard? Fine. Yeah. Okay. Jacksonville at Detroit. Like, what's happened to him since uh, Watson's oh, been around? I'm very interested in that. Jacksonville at Detroit. Zay Jones or Jamal Williams? Who's a better flex? Zay Jones or Jamal Williams? What's the Zay score? Jones and PPR and Jamal and none. All right. There it so is. Let's split, the, let's split the baby here. Half PPR. Jamal. I'll say Zay. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Alvin Kamara or Mike Evans? Who's a better flex? <laughs> Kamara. They both Kamara don't score PPR. What's that? Uh, Kamara's going to have more catches, most likely. Right. I, I, I feel like they're going to get Evans going. I actually think Lattimore is the answer to this question. Like if Lattimore's in, I, have, I want nothing to do with Mike Evans. Well, if Lattimore's the answer to the question, is the question based on the game last night, will the cornerback outscore the receivers? <laughs> <laughs> which cornerback the butt the, the which cornerback outscored the receivers? Patriots. Marcus Jones. Oh, no, he oh. Oh, and he because he had the one catch, his first offensive snap ever was what, like yes. a fifty two yard touchdown or something. Correct. Right. Uh um, I went into halftime thinking this football stuff on offense is easy. <laughs> right. Okay, so Mike Evans, yeah, I, well, we'll get into that later, but gosh, Lattimore just just smothers him. Colts at Cowboys, do you trust both Dallas running backs this week? Absolutely. 100%. What 
Washington at the Giants. Who's a better flex? Dar- I started the week with actually Zeke ranked ahead of Pollard, but oh. I realize how crazy that seems right now. Darius Slayton or Brian Robinson? Who's a better flex? Robinson, for sure. And if Gibson is out, my gosh. All right. I mean, I He's just right. want to point out, this was the first game all year where last year, last week, was the first game all year where Brian Robinson averaged, I think, more than like 3.8 yards per carry. That's including against the Bears, against the Texans, you know. Yeah, and would you believe that he's actually had a better rushing average in three of his past four than Gibson? They can't run the ball. They're a bad run team. Yeah, their line is Here come the Giants. <laughs> the Giants give up the most yards before contact to running backs in the NFL. Right. And Gibson's foot injury is a real thing, clearly. Okay. By judging the injury report. All right, Seattle with the Rams. Starter, sit, Tyler Higby in a great matchup. Sit. I would sit. I mean... When the great scholars sat down to talk about the Seahawks and the Rams, the one great question that came from above was Tyler Higby. Pick another question from that game. That, that game is the, uh, that that game is so easy, you know. And it, w- I think if Aaron Donald were playing, you could make you could make the case against the Seahawks guys because the Rams defense has been pretty good. But he's not playing, and he's by far their best player. But you're going to start. I guess you could ask about Ken Walker. Would you like me to give you better questions for that one? Yeah. Like, what's a better, honestly, what's a better question? Because I think. Who's the better <laughs> receiver, DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett? Eh, I mean, well, who cares? Would you start Geno Smith over Justin Fields this week? Would you start Kieran Williams as a flex this week, knowing what the running back injuries are, especially if Cam Akers does not play because he is on the injury list with an illness? I think he could be, I think the Higby question is a terrific question. I don't think there's a good question that can be given with anybody on the Rams. Especially after you already brought up Tyler Higby once on the show, right? (laughs) That's true. All right, fine. So would you start Kyron? I'm pretty sure it's Kyron Williams. I've never heard it as Kieran. But uh, Kyron Williams, if Cam Akers is out, is he actually a start against a team that gives up like the second most receiving yards to running backs? He's not bad as a flex in deeper leagues if Cam is out. I mean, he already had 11 carries last week. So it's a terrible situation, absolutely terrible situation. But um, he had eight PPR points last week. It wouldn't surprise me if he has another couple catches if Akers doesn't play. So can he get you to 10? I mean, if you're stuck, you know, if you weren't able to get Warren as the Najee manager, if you weren't able to get uh, Knight as the, you know, Jets situation, I I don't mind him in a deeper format. All right. Let's take a break here. When we come back, Aaron Rodgers looks for his 24th win against the Chicago Bears. We'll be right back. His birthday today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And I was just informed before our commercial break, it is Aaron Rodgers' birthday today. Happy birthday, Aaron Rodgers. Do you think his teammates went to his birthday party? Yes. 
uh, who I don't know the reference. Whose teammates did not go to oh, their? Oh come on! What I don't know. Do you live under a rock? <laughs> I I must. Russell Wilson, his birthday was last week, and uh, Ciara threw him a birthday party, and reportedly only half of the Broncos showed up. Oh, that's not good. On their off day. <laughs> Maybe good. Nate Hackett gave them improper directions. <laughs> All right, Green Bay at Chicago, stat of the game. Aaron Rodgers is 23-5 and five against the Bears in the regular season with 63 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Uh, and he has scored 27.7 or more fantasy points against Chicago in four of his last five games, 33.6 or more in three of his last five games. I mean, you could make so many start-of-the-week cases for Aaron Rodgers. How about the the, the best three games for Green Bay quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points have been the last three with Rodgers, Rodgers, yeah. and then the combination of Rodgers and Love because of Christian Watson. And the Bears are right now one of the worst defenses in football. So why should I even consider sitting Aaron Rodgers this week? Because you have somebody. Well, that's one reason. The other reason is because you have somebody better, someone that has more upside. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there that have more upside than Rodgers right now. Yeah. But the other thing that the Packers might be able to do in this game is just run the ball ad nauseum. And you just have a huge game for Jones and Dylan finds the end zone again. And that's how the Packers go about beating the Bears. So what if you have Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers? I like Carr slightly better because of what the projected total is in that game. But... I, I mean, I think Rodgers is fine. You know, he's he's just the only thing you got to be concerned about is it's a pain tolerance thing. And so, you know, as he said, you know, as he as he throws, you know, does he take a shot to the ribs? You know, it's it's always tricky with these type of situations, especially when you have the ability to just hand the ball off and get a win. You know, so, you know, is he thinking about his own numbers? Is he thinking about him being the reason why they're going to win this game? Or is he thinking about just getting a win? And if he's just thinking about getting a win to try and keep their season alive, it's probably to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I, uh, I make an appointment viewing to watch his interview on the Pat McAfee show during the week. And he seemed to get amped up for playing the bears. He mentioned, you know, I've gone to Chicago. It's a place where I've had a lot of success. Su- whoa. Success before. Um, <laughs> you never I know. said success. I said success. <laughs> um, I, I think he's going to try and put up as many touchdowns as he can. Like certainly they're going to run the ball and the running backs are going to get good numbers, Jones especially. But there's a part of me that thinks that Aaron Jones just wants to stick it to Chicago one, potentially one last time. Aaron Rodgers. What'd I say? Aaron Jones. Jones. I'm too busy thinking about the mess up I had over here. Okay. Yeah, Remember we used to have this kind of sexy music. Sexy music. Aaron Rodgers in Chicago. Uh, I had made two babies right there. Wait, what did you just say? So that's how you made two babies right there. Okay, that was inappropriate. That was really getting all the sound effects out today. So, uh, Justin Fields, here are the quarterbacks that Dave and Jamie have ranked ahead of Justin Fields this week. Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts. And for Jamie, it's Lawrence. For David, it's not. For Dave, uh, so for both of them, Lamar Jackson, Tua Tungabailoa, Geno Smith are behind Justin Fields. He is basically a must-start. Aaron Rodgers is not quite a must-start, but you'd start him ahead of Jimmy Garoppolo? Rodgers? Yep. 
Okay. How about uh, Deshaun Watson or Rodgers? Rodgers. Uh, as we said yesterday, uh, if if you want the floor, it's Rodgers. If you want the ceiling, I think it's Watson. If Watson plays his best game, I think it'll be better than what Rodgers does. Okay. Uh, and Aaron Jones is a must-start. A.J. Dillon? Any interest? I mean, he looked good last week. You know, 8 for 64. You know, you'd like to see a little bit more work, but certainly the production was fantastic, and this is a team that you can run on, so... If they have a lead, which you would probably expect them to have a lead, then Dylan is kind of in that Kieran Williams uh, range of, <laughs> you know, if you're if you're stuck, Karen Williams. <laughs> uh, I'd start him over P Ryan. I'd start him over Mostert. I'd start him over Tyler. Would Elf. you start him over Jeff Wilson? No, AJ Dylan. I'd go Jeff? with Wilson. Okay. Uh, is David Montgomery a must start? Yes. Yeah, especially a field play. Let's say Benny Snell is out. Would you start Jalen Warren or David Montgomery? Montgomery was close. Montgomery. Do you have any interest in Chase Claypool? Um, moderate. You know, I think if you're in, uh, again, 14-team league where you start three receivers and you play receiver to flex, then he's in that mix. <laughs> These defenses are really <laughs> falling apart, huh? I mean. Totally. They are. Yeah. They are. Clay, I, I, can't, I can't start him in a typical 12-team league. Let me tell you a decision that it might I'm, be a good DFS play, but not not a regular fantasy play. Let me tell you a decision that I'm honestly wrestling with in a full PPR six point per passing touchdown league. <laughs> Russell Wilson versus Cole Komet. Want me to sell you on Komet? I mean, Russell Wilson's going to probably get you 15 points. I don't know if Komet's going to do that. He, he might. Yeah, I mean, he I'm, might not get you 15 points. Russ has been terrible, and he's playing the Ravens. That's right, really and, and we haven't seen Komet without Mooney. I mean, this is a big deal. That This is their target leader gone. Um, they give up a lot of touchdowns, Packers do, but if Komet doesn't score, you're going to be frustrated with it. Yeah, it, it, oh. Russ is probably the safer way to go. But well, Komet yeah. made my top 10 once I saw that he had a 33% target share last week after Mooney went out. And it was with a different quarterback, but... Jamie nailed it. The top target getter in Chicago for whatever that's worth. Cause they don't throw a lot. He's gone. And so who are the receivers said that. that Justin Fields is comfortable with? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, I I'm sorry. I went with the better host. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. Six touchdowns to tight ends in the last five games for the green Bay Packers. I'm sure I'll end up starting Wilson, but that's not a, that's a decision that one fantasy manager in the entire world is faced with. So which tight ends would you start Cole Komet over like, Conklin, Najoku. Oh, he's behind the safe group. He's right behind the safe group. You know, with with Fields, I wouldn't trust him with Peterman. So if Fields doesn't play, I don't, I don't care if he's getting a hundred percent target share on twenty passes um, from Nathan Peterman. Uh, it it's the fact that Fields is back and no money. I will start any tight end if they're guaranteed twenty targets. All right, so then I don't care who the quarterback is. Twenty targets. That's what Jamie just uh, oh, said. Oh yeah, with Peterman, yeah, I would I would take him on twenty targets. I would take twenty targets from Nathan Peterman. Let's talk about the more I guess difficult decisions here. Uh, is Christian Watson and Alan Lazard? Juan in our chat says I'm starting Christian Watson over Mike Evans. Let's go. Do you agree with I that? Am yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't hate it. All right. So where's Watson for you, Jamie? He's right around twenty. And Dave, what's your Alan Lazard stat? 
Oh, his catch rate with Aaron Rodgers has fallen to 50%. Not target share, catch rate, 50%. His A dot's at 11.6. He's seen one red zone target in his past three games. All mm. that's in his past three. That's with Christian Watson there. What was it before Christian Watson became a thing? His catch rate was 60%. His A dot was 13.3, so he was running more routes downfield and getting throws on them. He had 10 red zone targets with Rodgers in the Packers' first nine games. So Watson making a positive impact for the Packers, making a positive impact for Aaron Rodgers, making a negative impact on Alan Lazard. Okay. Watson or Devontae Smith? Watson. Watson. Watson or Brandon Ayuk if Debo Samuel does not play? Watson. I'll take Ayuk. Alan Lazard or Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk. Alan Lazard or Juju Smith-Schuster? Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju. All right. Alan Lazard or Traylon Burks? Lazard. DeAndre Carter. (laughs) Over Lazard? You'd start Carter? And over Traylon Burks. Both of those Chargers receivers, Carter and Palmer. And Keenan Allen, You're starting three receivers over Lazard? Yeah. Wow. Last week was really discouraged. Like, if I want to make the case for Lazard, three weeks ago, he got shadowed by Trayvon Diggs and had four targets. Last week, he played the Eagles, who are really, you know, they obviously have two great great cornerbacks. The game in between that, he got 11 targets against the Titans and just had a bad game because Rodgers was really off, missed him on some big plays. So that's the case for Alan Lazard. Like he might be better than what he's shown recently. This matchup is much, much better than Dallas, Tennessee, and Philadelphia. Like incredibly better. So that's that's the case for him, but I understand he the actually, hesitation. He actually has a touchdown in each of his past three against Chicago, but not with a lot of yards. Hey, you you yeah, saw the stat line that Gabe Davis had last night? Yeah. Lazard could be 15 yards 20 yards touchdown? better. Right, 20, okay. 20 yards better than that. All right. Packers DST is uh, 5th for Jamie and 11th for Dave and 14th nope, for Nope, they're Dave. way lower. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh right, because oh, they're, right, they're probably lower for Jamie now, too. Sorry, I did that before the Fields thing. Sit the Packers DST. Unless Peterman plays. Jacksonville's at Detroit. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, top eight for everybody. You know, I, I don't mean to make too much of this, but I think it was interesting just the responses, the overwhelming response to this Twitter poll. Zach, our producer, Zach Brook, if maybe you can get my Trevor Lawrence Twitter poll up. Um, I brought this up. He scored almost 12 fantasy points on the last possession of the game against the Ravens. He had 91 yards passing, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. He also fumbled on the drive. If the Ravens had recovered the fumble, he goes to 19 points that game instead of 31. <laughs> and I asked, does it mean anything to you? Does it mean nothing? It matters a little? Or less confident in him right now. And I'll add, oh, sorry, I'll add that right there. And, uh, oh, go ahead and vote, Zach, so we can get the results. And uh, Zach's going to vote for it. It means a little. And uh, almost everyone said it either means nothing or it means a little. But just think about the difference in how we'd be feeling about Trevor Lawrence if he scored 19 points if the Ravens pounce on that fumble instead of 31 points. Um, but anyway, Jamie, he is your start of the week. And, Talk about the passing game in general. You're starting Lawrence. How do you feel about Kirk? Where is Zay Jones? Uh, give me the Jags. Uh, Lawrence, again, top six uh, right now. Might be seven, depending on, you know, reports on fields after, you know, today's practice and heading into Sunday. So, you know, if you have that decision, you can wait it out if you're so curious from my, my rankings. Um, 
I think for uh, the receivers, Christian Kirk is a must-play, top 15 upside. You know, you can make Casey's number one receiver for this week. The Lions not very good overall in their secondary, which is why I like Lawrence. And I, I think Zay Jones coming off of not just the, the game last week where we had 14 targets, but also the previous game against the Chiefs, you know, where uh, everybody was good. And so I, I think all those guys are, are start worthy. Uh, Jones more of a, you know, number three receiver just because there's a lot of good receivers out there. And, you know, you don't necessarily hopefully have to, you know, start him. But if you do need him, it's a, it's a nice luxury to have. Um, I think Evan Ingram's uh, a decent streamer this week. I think he gets back involved um, to whatever degree, you know, you're looking at your tight ends. But I, I think he'll have a few more targets. And you get the Marvin Jones revenge game angle as well. So uh, we'll see. I think Lawrence is going to throw the ball out, you know, especially if ETN is not 100%. This is a double revenge game. Because yeah, you got DJ Marvin Chark. Jones going against the Lions, and you've got DJ Chark going against uh, the Jaguars. I love it. Zay Jones or Alan Lazard? I have Jones higher. Oh, Jones. Zay Jones or Christian Watson? Watson. I have Watson higher. Let's get religious here. Christian hmm. Kirk or Christian Watson? Kirk. <laughs> Kirk. Okay. I have one team with both of them, though. It's fun. We're, oh, nice. Uh, do you have Chris Godwin on there, too? Dallas Goddard. That'd be, nice. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, and it'd be a very good team. So, uh, ETN, how do, you, like, how do you feel about him? I mean, first of all, the Lions somehow are like 16th against running backs now when they're usually 35th out of 32 teams. But, you know, with the injury, obviously we love him. But how, how do you feel about uh, ETN? We love him when he's healthy. Dave, how do you feel about ETN this week? I think you have to start him. You know what the upside is. And while the Lions have been better against the run, it's not like they've become all world against it. Uh, if he's out there, he's playing. There's no mention of a snap count. You're starting Travis Etienne. Okay. Yeah, it's they're, they're still not good against the run, but the Lions are allowing the second fewest receiving yards to, per game to running backs. Oh, that's going to suck for Jermichael Hasty. Well, if Hasty, where would you rank Hasty if Etienne were out? Uh, between Warren and Zonovan. He'd be in that range. Low end number two running back. You would not, you would take, if Snell plays and ETN doesn't, you would take Warren over Hasty? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, those are the Jacksonville wide receivers. Evan Ingram um, or Higby? Ingram or Higby? Ingram. Evan. Okay. I don't know his middle name or I'd throw it out there. Jared Goff or Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy G. Uh, Jimmy, but it's close. Goff has been very consistent at home, you know, so I think you're getting a floor of 18 points. And, you know, Garoppolo, if they decide they're just going to run, which, you know, they could, because um, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm just scared about the Dolphins offense putting up a big number. And that's been kind of the, 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 the crutch for Jimmy G, you know, when he's got to yeah. throw. I don't know if he will. Plus, yeah. if he doesn't have Debo, who knows? Jared Goff is actually seventh in red zone pass attempts, and he's fourth in pass attempts from the 10-yard line or closer. He's tied for the most pass attempts from the five-yard line or closer. I was shocked by this because of the Jamal Williams role. And he's 14th in the NFL in touchdown rate. Um, So that's just really weird. For a guy who's who's throwing more than just about anyone inside the 10 and inside the five, and he's 14th in touchdown rate, it's, it's a strange thing for Goff. And you wonder if maybe it's a little bit of bad luck, actually. Um, all right, uh, Jacksonville, 24th against quarterbacks. This is a good matchup. Jamal Williams, I mean, Jamal Williams is, is a tough one, you know? It's just, you know exactly what it is. The matchups don't even matter for him. It's just a matter of, is he going to score? Uh, so where do you rank him, and how do you feel about Swift, Dave? 
Don't want to start Swift. I know that he's not on the practice report, and that's a good thing, and maybe he sees a dozen touches this game. But uh, I'm, I'm not excited. I'm certainly more excited about Williams because I know what his potential is, not just to score once, but twice, three times a lady. I think that you look at Jamal Williams and you say, okay, he's like, um, is, is he that far off from Ezekiel Elliott? Aren't they kind of the same guy? They don't do a lot in the passing game. They both do a lot near the goal line. They both have pretty good offensive line. In the case of Zeke this week, he's got a better matchup. I'm, uh, I, I don't mind using Jamal Williams as a number two running back this week. Okay. Would you start Jamal Williams or Zay Jones in PPR? Did I, I already asked you that. Sorry. Would you start Jamal Williams? What was the answer? I think, oh, I asked you half PPR, right? Because you said yeah, Jamal said and Don and... Right, and then you guys were split on a half PPR. All right, Jamal Williams or Alan Lazard in PPR? Jamal. Jamal. All right. We start any Detroit wide receiver other than Amandra St. Brown. Uh, Chark, DFS, and I, I think, you know, desperate situation. Like, I, I'm starting him in a league where I start, have to start five receivers. So, just give you an example. Number four receiver, touchdown or bust. Okay. Saints are at the Bucks. Stat of the game. Here are Mike Evans' PPR fantasy points in the Marshawn Lattimore era. 2.3, So that is one game. Going back to 2018, one game in the Marshawn Lattimore era with more than 12.8 PPR fantasy points. Um, and he's struggling a bit right now, so... Dave, where is Mike Evans with and without Marshawn Lattimore playing? He's going to be right about the same spot because there's more in play besides just Marshawn Lattimore for this game. I've got him as a low-end number two wide receiver, and I'll be honest, I don't know if I really feel that good about it. Here's the problem. He hasn't been able to connect with Brady, not just last week. It's been three straight weeks. They've been struggling to really connect. And now Brady, who has already been getting rid of the ball as quick as he can because he doesn't seem to trust his offensive line, is going to work behind an offensive line that's downgraded probably its best player in Tristan Wirfs. And the Saints have a game plan for getting after Brady, and they've done it in a bunch of different ways. I am very nervous about Evans. It almost doesn't matter if Lattimore plays, but if Lattimore does play, it just makes it even worse for him. I would expect to see Brady hand off a decent amount and I think he's going to throw short a lot. The only time that Evans is going to have a good opportunity to help fantasy managers this week is inside the 10. He can score a touchdown. You almost have to look at him as the same way that you look at Jamal Williams. You just start him and cross your fingers that he scores. He doesn't score anymore. That's a problem. That's yeah. been a problem. And he doesn't get those green zone targets anymore. They're going to Godwin now. He's second. No, on the he's team. been getting deep targets. Yeah. And he's, that's, yeah. they've been off. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, if he just connects on one, then you know, he's like Gabe Davis, right? It's like you're not sitting Mike Evans. You have to have some pretty specific situations where you're getting away from him. You know, Christian Watson. Yes, you can start him yes. over Evans. Uh, Olave. You can make a case that he's better than than Evans. Um, Kirk. You know, who was drafted after him, for example. But you know, how about Zay? Season than Zay huh? Jones. Uh, I wouldn't go there. You know, so I'm, I'm not at that point yet where I'm benching Mike Evans for somebody like that. But again, if you if you think that Zay Jones has a better chance, I, I, I'm not going to fight you. Um, you know, but it's just a matter of, you know, it, it, it's, he's, he's a FOMO type of guy. You know, you don't want to have him on your bench and see him have that big game, you know, and he's certainly capable of doing it. 
you said Olave over him. Obviously, Olave is another uh, interesting player to talk about here, and you know I complain about it every week. But Andy Dalton is 20, 28 or fewer pass attempts in six of his eight starts, thirty or fewer pass attempts in seven of his eight starts, and that's the problem here. Um, you know, not a lot of plays for the for the Saints lately. Not a lot of pass attempts, not a lot of passing yards. Blah blah blah. Two green zone targets all year for Chris Olave. So uh, I'm guessing you'd go Godwin Olave Evans. Right, Godwin, big space, Olave Evans. All right, it's I guess hard to get away from Olave. Um, Kamara, you know, we talked about this on the Wednesday show. He has gone in the tank since their center Eric McCoy got hurt. It's that it was four games ago, and those have been four terrible games basically for Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram is also back. Snaps were a little bit down last week for Kamara, so he's around twentieth for you guys. A um, little inside the top 20 in PPR, just outside in non-PPR. Oh, boy. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Or, you know what? Let me get the chat. Chat, who are your Alvin Kamara questions? Um, like, would you go so far as to sit him for a George Pickens? You're asking the chat? No, me. Yeah, you, I'm asking you. But I'm waiting for chat questions. I'll ask you some Kamara questions. Pickens or Kamara? I've got Kamara ranked six spots higher than Pickens in my PPR. Yeah, there's, still, you know, he's still getting the touches. The fumbles last week were frustrating. Um, I didn't double check this, but Heath said this on on HQ yesterday that two weeks ago he was still the 17th running back in PPR. You know, so even on bad weeks, it's not like he's been terrible if that's the case. So wow. he has not lived up to his draft status. That was he his best game. Not the end zone. Right? Was right. That, that was his right. best game in that stretch. What? Wasn't that his best game in that or or no? You, I, I mean, you're probably right. I just, it's, yes, it it's was been, his best. It was by far his best game in that stretch. I mean, he's been under ten PPR fantasy points in three of his last four games. So his best case is RB seventeen over the last four games. Uh, we're getting some Kamara or, or Warren questions. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to stick with Kamara over Warren. Uh, if Snell is out, I'll take Warren. Rashad White or Alvin Kamara. Rashad White. I I think I like White better. I think we should talk about that. I could be swayed either way because I'm just not sure what to expect from Fournette. Right. Um, and then the Bucks, by the way, the Bucks, their run defense is much better when Akeem Hicks plays, and they're giving up the fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. So there's a lot working against Kamara. Yeah. They're, they're, I, I kind of want to move Kamara down like a dozen spots. <laughs> I really do. Like, I'm really nervous about him doing what he needs to do to help us. And it starts with the catches. He's not guaranteed to get even four catches. Kamara, you would think that the Saints would try and get him involved in the right. passing game a ton. And even if they do, it's a tough matchup for them. Right. He's going to have great games after this week. His schedule lightens up a lot. I, th- I And his offensive line will get healthy. Right. I think I'm going to move Kamara down a lot. I'm just kind of, it's like a gut feeling more than data. All right. Talk to me about the Bucks running backs, Jamie, your expectations with and without Fournette. Maybe we should just say with Fournette since he's practicing. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's off the injury report. So yeah. I think you, you know, the reports we got following Munich before last week's game when Fournette was ruled out was that White was going to take over the lead role. Now, does that mean it's a 51 49 split? A 60-40 split, you know, we have no idea. But I think based on what he's shown you in his last two performances, 
The first game being Munich when he had over 100 yards. And again, take it for what it's worth. Fournette was off the field. End of the game. They had the game won. You know, he had a big run in the fourth quarter. But he looked better than Fournette. And then you go to the game last week where, you know, he didn't necessarily run with any, you know, sort of dynamic ability that I think, you know, Fournette can't do. But he's not running to contact. Fournette runs to contact. And with an offensive line that is not opening a lot of holes and he's finding a way to get through those holes, I think he's going to be the guy that they seem to prefer. Plus, you saw what he was able to do in the passing game, which shows you one thing and one thing only. Tom Brady now trusts him. And so if Brady trusts him, that probably means he's going to have a little bit longer leash than he would have had earlier in the season. So I think Fournette is probably still going to play and play quite a bit, but I think White will play more. So I would put White, as I have it ranked, as a number two running back at the back end. He was the number one running back for me to start the week. And Fournette is a high-end flex. I agree with everything you said, except I wonder if Fournette's experience gives him the nod in obvious passing situations, certainly in the two-minute offense. And what I'm scared of is that the Bucks just kind of rotate them unless White pops off some runs or if Fournette pops off some runs. So everybody's aware that there's some pretty serious risk with both of these running backs. But I have them ranked exactly the same way you do. Okay. Now, uh, we is there anyone we haven't talked about in this game? Any really good okay. legendary players? Uh, Hall of Famers? Oh, Tom Brady. The last guy we're talking about in this game. Oh, actually, we should talk about Jawan Johnson, too. Why don't we knock uh, Jawan Johnson out? Starter said Jawan Johnson is actually a vulnerability, and he's on the injury report, I know, but a vulnerability for the Buccaneers. They have not been good against tight ends. Um, starter said Johnson if he plays. I think he's, once you get past, at the, right now, Komet. So to me, for me, there's eight guys that I, that I would say are, are, are easy starts. Um, in PPR, I would put him behind Conklin because I like Conklin's setup better, taking on the Vikings. Um, and you can make a case that even Hayden Hurst is probably better than, than Jawan Johnson because of the potential shootout there. But I think, you know, Johnson's in that mix of, uh, of Conklin and Higby and Hurst. Um, there's one more guy. I'm not thinking about uh, Ingram. Is Ingram in that mix? Ingram, yeah. There's, but there's another guy. Ajoku? Um, Moreau, I guess. Kelsey. Morrow. Morrow. Um, you know, so I, I, I think there's there's certainly a chance for him, but he's got to score, and that's what it comes down to. Right. He's a touchdown or bust tight end who has inconsistent targets, inconsistent playing time, doesn't very often have good volume. Okay. But if he scores last week, though, and he had a ball hit him in the hands in the end zone, and that's against San Francisco, he would now have scored a touchdown in five of his last six games. And so against a team that has struggled with tight ends of late, it's not bad. So, like, I, I'm, I'm using him in one non-PPR league because I think there's, you know, the potential for him to be as safe as anybody that's not a consistent guaranteed starter. Um, but in PPR, like I said, if you find Tyler Conklin, I like him a lot better. Bucks, Bucks running backs or Cowboys running backs, by the way? Last question on this game. Cowboys. Cowboys by a lot. Uh, so you'd start, like, both Cowboys over Rashad White? Correct. Yeah. All right. Actually, our last question on this game is starter sit Tom Brady, that that guy. I would sit him. I, I think he's behind Rodgers. He's behind Carr. He's behind Garoppolo for me. He's close to Goff. You know, that's kind of where I feel about Brady right now. Okay. Do you have his numbers in his past? I do. Games you know, they're not as bad as I thought because he's had two games where he's had a rushing touchdown, but six games against the Saints with Tampa Bay. 
He has scored 24.5, uh, not in order, 24.5, 25.9, 33.2. Those have been his very good games against the Saints. Yeah. He has an 11.4 fantasy point game, which was week two this year. No Godwin. Evans got ejected. He has two games with fewer than five points. So he hasn't really thrown the ball well against them, but he does have two games with a rushing touchdown. By the way, one of those good games was a postseason game. People do overlook that. Uh, but no, I mean, look, oh, I think everybody, football fans know, the Saints have had, more than any other team, they've really had Brady's number since he's gone to the Bucks. And I sold this game short when I was talking about big games. This is a huge game. If the Bucks win, if the Saints win this game, they are right back in the mix in this crazy division uh, to get into the playoffs. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back... Prime time where he's he hasn't been as best. We'll go to the Colts and the Cowboys, the other primetime game, when we come back on Fantasy Football Today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Colts are at Dallas, and the Colts have been very competitive in their last three games under Jeff Saturday. They're one and two, but they beat the Raiders. They lost by one to the Eagles, and maybe they beat the Steelers if Jonathan Taylor doesn't fumble near the goal line. Can they be competitive here? Your stat of the game, the Cowboys allow the fewest pass plays of 20-plus yards, the fewest pass plays of 25-plus yards, the fewest pl pass plays of 20-plus air yards, completions. Um, it's hard to get a big play against them. Matt Ryan never throws downfield. How does Michael Pittman have a good game if he doesn't score? Starter sit Michael Pittman, Dave Richard. I think you start him. Uh, he's he's not quite a top 24 wide receiver for me, so he's in that high-end flex territory. But Dallas allows a very high completion rate to wide receivers inside of 15 air yard passes. So short throws, isn't that Matt Ryan's specialty these days? And isn't that Michael Pittman's specialty these days? I think he's going to see a lot of them. And I think he could. I think he could end up getting around 15 PPR points. Okay. Do you think he gets shadowed by Trayvon Diggs? That's what no. I, would, I don't think they I have would do. to. I would do that. You you might want to do that, but I don't <laughs> think the the Cowboys have to do that. Uh, how would you rank Michael Pittman with Olave and Evans? He's uh, better in PPR behind and none. I've got Watson, Evans, Pittman, literally back to back to back. Any hesitation on Jonathan Taylor? No. Nope. Paris Campbell, starter sit. Forget Paris. Uh, he's <laughs> in that low-end number three receiver range. You know, I, I'm not going to look at last week and say that's an indication of where he's at because that was kind of the uh, surprise. Hey, we have a tight end. Let's use it game. And those pop up every month for them, once upon a time. Yeah. Well... I think the bigger problem is that Jeff Saturday obviously wants to run the ball. I mean, that's 
I think it's three straight games for Jonathan Wouldn't Taylor. Wouldn't you? Yeah, well, they if didn't, though. They, senior Matt Ryan is your quarterback? Yeah, but it's And three, Jonathan Taylor is yes, your running back? Yes, of course, Dave, but it's three straight games with 20 or more carries. Now, the question is, can they do it? Can they stay competitive in this game? I, 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 seem, I feel like they're going to get their butts kicked, but they haven't been. Um, so, you know, that, that would help Paris Campbell. I'm not saying sit Taylor or anything like that. I'm just saying you get more volume, it would really help Paris Campbell. I think what you got last week is what you should expect. 35 pass attempts. He was 34 pass attempts from Ryan. I think that's the highest since Saturday has taken over. And so, you know, you're, you're looking at, yes, the Eagles have a, a very explosive offense. The Colts played great in that game. But, you know, it, it's you see this a lot when there's a change, you know, new quarterback, new coach. Uh, there's a quick, you know, spark, and then the talent starts to show yeah. who they really are, which is probably why the coach got fired. And so this feels like a game where Dallas is rested. Remember, they haven't played since Thanksgiving. And so, you know, we'll see. Hopefully Diggs is healthy for their perspective. Um, I always like it when you say, Adam, you hope the defensive guys are healthy. I hope the defensive guys sit. Um, but, you know, for the Cowboys' perspective. <laughs> I actually I, don't you know, mean it, Jamie. I just, I just feel bad saying that. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Cowboys would like to have Diggs out there. If he's not, that's great for Pittman. Um, it will help across the board. But Matt Ryan looks toast. Yes. And this offensive line is still... You know, they played much better under Saturday, so give him credit for doing that, which is what you expect the boost to be. But, you know, Taylor's going to have to be Superman again. You know, and you said the the game was competitive. What was the kickoff return that set them up for the, you know, easy score against the Steelers? You know, how, how often does that happen? So yeah. th- that game could have been even worse, potentially. And the Steelers are certainly not in the caliber of Dallas, and that was in Indianapolis. So um, I, I think it's uh, – it, 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 there, there's probably a little bit of a butt-kicking coming for the Colts, and, and Vegas is telling you that – is what's going to be the case. Last question for the Colts. How about uh, Jelani Woods coming off that big game? Are we starting him? Are we interested? There's two things that that are bad here for him. He's hurt, and Granton is healthy. Yeah. Uh, Well, him being hurt is obviously a big deal. I I liked what I saw uh, in the second half last week. As him as a big, short area target, chain-moving type of dude, he's... 6'7", 250, something like that. Just an absolute Andre the Giant style type of guy. But if he's not playing, if he's not healthy, forget about it. And Jamie mentioned it. Granson could play. Mo Alley-Cox could end up having a role. They tend to rotate their tight ends. Yeah, I mean, in weeks one through nine, Kyle Granson ran 163 routes. Mo Alley-Cox ran 167. Jelani Woods ran 98. So... You know, no Granson in that game against the Steelers probably helped. And the Cowboys are terrific against tight ends. They've allowed one touchdown to a tight end this year. Third fewest fantasy points. Dak, all right, let's go quick on this year. Dak Prescott is top 10. Would you start him or Tua Tungabailoa? I'm starting Dak. Um, over, over Tua? I have that choice. Yes, oh, I have oh, that okay. choice oh. to make. In a league where I'm 7-5, and got to keep winning to make the playoffs. I'm going to win with Dak. Okay. Uh, Dak or Geno? I would go with Dak there too. Uh, Gino. Dak or Rogers? I have Prescott. Uh, Dak. They're going to run all over the Colts. That's the thing. You know, the, I, I, the only thing that concerns me about Dak is you get a game like last week 18 points. He played really well last week. It's just the interceptions hurt him, but he was on fire last week. Uh, and the running backs, you're starting both of them. So you like Pollard or Zeke better? Pollard for the upside. They're one spot apart in my PPR rankings. Start Lamb, start Schultz. 
And those guys are good. Pollard, by the way, let me wait. Okay, Tony Pollard or um We'll go to our next game in a second. Brian Robinson or or Brian Robinson or a Cowboys running back. Both Cowboys running backs. Both Cowboys. Even if Gibson's out. Yeah. All right. You so, can make the case for Robinson over Zeke if Gibson is out. Not me. Cowboys DST. <laughs> uh, Washington is at the Giants. Okay. Washington is scoring nineteen and a half points per game in six games with Taylor Heineke, but they have won. All six or five of six? Uh, they've won six with their last seven, and they've just been terrific defensively. Okay. So who are the tough calls in this game? Because I know you're sitting the quarterbacks. You're starting Barkley. Dave, who are the tough calls in this game? I think Robinson is still going to be a tough call if Gibson doesn't play. If Gibson does play, then it's going to be an even tougher call, and then that makes Gibson a tough call. Slayton, as far as flexes go, he's a tough call too. That's it. I think the commander's DST is an easy call. I think you start them. And everybody else, like Richie James or the Giants DST or well, Matt Burita, McLaurin, like whoever what about, about McLaurin? Them, about it. McLaurin? Oh, yeah, McLaurin. I forgot about him. You're starting McLaurin. I don't think it's tough. I don't think you overthink it. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's the same stuff I've talked about, but it's just so, it's just like Olave. It is so few pass attempts for a team that's winning, running the ball very, not successfully, but frequently. And Terry McLaurin, his yards in his last six games with Heineke, 73, 113, 56, 128, 55, 48. That's 56 or fewer yards in three of his last four games. And by the way, he has 40% of Washington's receiving yards in Heineke's six starts. That's incredible. 40%. But there just aren't that many receiving yards. And this, the Giants shouldn't be able to put up points, so it's just a bad game script for Terry McLaurin. Uh, I, but I'm sure there just aren't enough guys that you could say I'm starting over Terry McLaurin. Like o- Olave and, and Evans and McLaurin. Jamie, where's McLaurin in that group? Uh, he's ahead, but, you know, it, I, it, it's certainly with trepidation. You know, I, I, I think, again, you know, you know he's going to get the most opportunities from Heineke if the Giants offense shows up and, you know, you got to be a little bit encouraged by the offensive line getting healthy. So maybe the, that just helps things across the board, you know, so with, uh, with Neil back, with Feliciano back, with Bellinger back as a, as a blocker, as, as you pointed out, Dan Schneider saying, um, so, you know, that, that should help things from the Giants perspective. But if, uh, if you are concerned about him, he hasn't found the end zone, you know, he's very similar to Mike Evans, um, just not scoring a lot. And so, I, I could certainly see, you know, McLaurin being more of a number three receiver than a number two receiver, but I think you just start him based on what his always what his upside could be. Exactly. I just realized in this conversation that he and Olave are to me the same exact player. <laughs> Low pass volume offense, quarterback issues, very few targets inside the red zone and the green zone, very few touchdowns. And I'm gonna guess their points per game are very similar as well. And McLaurin is 12.6, and Olave is now actually a lot better, 14.2. Never mind. Okay. That's uh, for the season, though, right? Yeah, it's for the season. Yeah. Right. So, right. I mean, with, Olave had some massive games earlier with this Jameis, year. right? With, with Dalton, it might be about the same. What's Olave's target share in his last four games? Because McLaurin's is almost 35%. It's not that high. Right. So, not the yeah. same guy. All right. Uh, <laughs> I bet they're going to be ranked similar most weeks. Um, anything? Oh, so sure. yeah, Brian Robinson and Gibson. Like, love, meh. I mean, it's a great matchup, but bet you. Uh, I love Brian Robinson without Gibson there. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have uh, when to. you ask the question, it's not a not a tough start for me. I'm I, I start him very confidently if Gibson doesn't play. Okay, and if he does play, if Gibson does play, I would still start him as a back end number two running back, better in non and half PPR than full. But um, this is this is the type of game you want him for. You know, a game where they should be able to have success running against a team that has struggled against it. This is Robinson you're talking about. Yep. If Gibson plays, would he crack your top thirty? Uh, barely. Because he, you know, Not for me. when he has played in the last seven games, I think he's outscored Robinson in five of them in PPR. He's definitely been the better of the two. Uh, but I think you're starting to see a little bit more confidence in Robinson. And the fact that Gibson's at less than 100%, you know, that's probably a little bit of an issue for this week. That, that, those are both huge issues. factors. Both huge factors. Robinson ran the way that the commanders wanted him to last week. They'll be encouraged by that. The coaching staff will be discouraged by the foot injury to Gibson. And Barkley is top 13 for everybody, so I know you might have some questions, but I just don't think you can get it. It's a really tough matchup. Um, but if Gibson's out, would you start Robinson over Barkley? No. I can't do it. All right, the Rams are at the... Or no, the Rams are hosting Seattle here. And, I, I mean, I have, like, stats on the Rams, but they don't have Aaron Donald. Does anything they've done in the past, Matt, he is so far and away their best defensive player. I mean, Ramsey's obviously really good, too. But in terms of pass rush, I mean, it's just... Oh, dude. Right. It, he has 40 he of the team's... 114 pressures this year. 35% of the Rams' pressures on a quarterback are from Aaron Donald. Wow. So I don't know if anything matters, but it hasn't been a good wide receiver matchup since like the first two weeks. The Rams, they're usually pretty good against receivers. But I don't know. This is why I asked that stupid question about Higby earlier because everyone's going to start Geno and start Lockett and start Metcalf. And are you going to get away from Ken Walker? No. Why would you? Because on paper, it's a tough matchup with Donald. Right. But he's not there. <laughs> and, yeah. But Walker's also had two pretty horrible rushing games in a row. It's, it's 24 carries for 43 yards in his last two games. So he might be slowing down a bit. Um, uh, Walker or Barkley? Walker. Okay. And then, yeah, on the Ram side, Jamie, you talked about Kyron Williams a little bit earlier. If Cam Akers is out. Or Kamara. <laughs> Kyron Williams or Kamara? No, Kamara. <laughs> it's Alvin Kamara. All right. And then any interest in Van Jefferson? In the desperation number four receiver or number three receiver in deeper league? Yeah. Sure. I mean, he scored in two of three games, so you know, hopefully that continues. I think Perkins versus Walford is a fairly big deal when it comes to Jefferson and Higby. Agreed. Well, for Jefferson, yes. Well, for Higby, I think he goes from like route running to from blocking to route running if they go to a more drop back passer. I, at least that's my hope. His past six games, he's had one, three, zero, fifteen, eight, and zero PPR points, and he hasn't scored a touchdown Wait, all year. But, 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 most of that was with Cooper Cup. In the two games he played with Cup getting hurt, remember he had four targets in one quarter. He did, and then the he next did. game he had eight targets. When that was a Stafford Walford, or was it Stafford Perkins? Or yes, it was Stafford, Stafford Perkins. Okay, but yeah, it was a lot of Stafford in that game. So that's just I look. It's a stretch. Just everyone's desperate for tight end. A lot of people are desperate for tight end. But if they have a guy who's going to actually throw the ball instead of run, you might get something from Higby without Cup, without Allen Robinson. And if your tight end is somebody who actually runs instead of blocks, yeah. All right, I, I won't put too much stock in it. We'll see what happens. 
Um, Van Jefferson or Chase Claypool, who's a better flex or is a better option this week? If Fields plays, I'll take Claypool. I think that's the way to go. Cool. Seattle DST, you guys have them second. And Heath has them oh, yeah. ninth, I believe. Tenth. It's been a big topic of conversation since the end of last week's game in Seattle about how that defense has played. And Pete Carroll, sometimes when he talks, he actually means what he says. And he's made it a point this week to say the defense is going to be better. And I think they can be better in, against this opponent. Yeah. And I think they want to do the exact same thing with their run game. I would not be surprised if this is a big win the line of scrimmage focus for, for Seattle. Both sides of the And ball. Jimmy J says, you're not competing if you're starting a Ram. And I think that's probably that's probably the case. Or you're really desperate. <laughs> yeah. And you're not competing because you're so desperate. All right. Thank you everybody for watching and listening. For Dave and Jamie, I am Adam. We will talk to you on the mailbag show. Tune into HQ. There's seven games of the week. Uh, yeah, there are. This will be a fun week. All right. USA! I told you imaginary friends are real. This is just so exciting. Now, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.